As I opened the email, my heart started racing. It was even more exciting than I anticipated. I'm Marsha from yesyesmarsha.com and today I'm going to tell you how to edit your stories down but still make them compelling. So if you are naturally a rambler like me, this one's for you. Back to feeling excited as I got this email. Two months before that, I had booked my ticket for Portland's World Domination Summit, which is a big conference full of do-gooders trying to change the world, like me. Um, I'd never been before, but I knew that WDS was a big noise in my industry. The month before that, they'd put out a call for attendee storytellers. By that point, I'd been running my live storytelling show, True Stories Toronto, for about a year and a half and coaching all of the storytellers. So I figured I had a good shot. After all, I thought there's like, what, 500 people at the conference. So probably like 30 odd will apply and they'll choose around 25 of us. They needed an inspiring story with a message. And I thought, what have I done ever that's inspiring? And then I thought, oh, yeah, my solo marathon. Two years before this, after Hurricane Sandy had meant that uh, the New York City marathon that I was supposed to run got cancelled, I'd made up for it by running a marathon on my own in London. More about that in a minute. So I pitched my story to WDS, starting in an action scene on my pitch, just like I told you about in blog one of this um, series. And I sent it off. And then the email came. Congratulations, you've been selected to tell an attendee story on stage. So that was really nice to hear, but not that unexpected. But then it said hundreds of people applied And you were one of only 12 selected. So immediately I was stoked. I jumped onto Facebook. I'm in a group full of like business ladies. And I posted going, guys, hundreds of people applied to tell a story at WDS. And I'm one of 12 selected. I'm going to tell my story to 500 people. And one of my friends was like, dude, WDS is 3,000 people. (laughs) So first of all, I'm like, oh, crap. Um, And then I get over that and think, oh, my God, how? It's my next problem. How am I going to get the whole story, including the inspirational message, down to one and a half minutes? As I talked about earlier in this blog series, when you're telling a story, you need as much of it as possible to be action scenes. And as I told you in part two, action scenes require detail. So how am I going to get the narrative of a very eventful 42 kilometer run that in the end took me over seven hours into a minute and a half? So first what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you the story as I told it on stage, which means you get to hear everyone cheering, which is really cool. And then I'm going to break it down and tell you what I did to shrink it. And our last story today is from Marsha Shander, who is going to tell us about how she turned the New York Marathon into something magical. I have been spending five sweaty months pounding the streets of Toronto, training to run the New York City Marathon very, very slowly. (laughs) And 36 hours before I was there, and then it got cancelled because of Hurricane Sandy, which was definitely the right thing for them to do, but then I was stuck. So the week after, I was going to visit my family to recover in London. So I thought, well, I'll just run the London Marathon, except it wasn't happening for another five months. So I just thought I'd run it anyway on my own. And I thought it was going to be this really solitary pursuit. You know, just me and my thoughts, 26.2 miles. No one knows what I'm doing. 
In fact, my photo was on the front page of the BBC website for the entire day. And it went viral on Twitter. And I had people running with me the whole way. <laughs> I had friends and like vague acquaintances and then total strangers um, and cheering me on as well. Every now and then there'd just be some guy I'd never seen before going, you Marsha, and then handing me a bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> And people with big signs saying, go, Marsha, go. <laughs> and in the end, I raised over $6,000 for the Royal Marsden Cancer Charity in honor of the author, Lisa Lynch. And I had one of the greatest days of my entire life. And, and yet somehow everyone thought I was a hero. And what I got from it is that if there is something that you've been working towards, like really striving for and have put so much work in, if it then doesn't happen, don't worry, because the thing that you get instead might end up being a million times better. There you go. If you click through to yesyesmarsha.com forward slash edit where this post is, you can actually watch the video of that and see how very sweaty I was. Um, and as I just noticed, a small peek at my bra under my dress. Anyway, I'm now going to break down how I edited down that story um, what it is that you do. Here are four tips. Number one, use montage as well as action scenes. When the story has to be really short, mix some montage, which is little flashes of pictures, in with the more granular detail of the action scenes. So in that story, montage would be spending five sweaty months pounding the streets of Toronto. Um, incidentally, the fact that I said very, very slowly was just me making sure that I got a gag into the first 15 seconds so they'd know I was funny um, and you got to hear on that what it's like to wait for a laugh to roll around 3,000 people it's awesome anyway examples of action scenes in that are my imaginary solitary running scene and the stranger handing me Gatorade Number two, think about what you're trying to get across. What is essential? So for me here, it was uh, a number of things. One, that I got a laugh early on. Two, that the New York Marathon got cancelled. Three, that I ran a solo marathon in London. Four, it went viral and strangers came out to see me. Five, I had an amazing day. Six, that I raised a ton of money. And side note, even though it would use precious time real estate, mentioning my friend Lisa Lynch's name and charity was essential to me. And finally, that I finished with an inspiring message at the end because that was one of the prerequisites. So those were all the things that were essential to me that I needed to get across in my story. Number three, Cut everything that isn't essential. So there were a few bits of the story, obviously, that didn't make it in. There was one part I really loved that I was really trying to see if I could work into the story. Basically, around mile 18 of the marathon, which some of my friends called the Marshathon, um, I had four people running with me and my knee suddenly gave way. It meant I could walk, but I couldn't run. And I was so gutted. There was all these people who were like coming out to cheer me on who now wouldn't be able to wait any longer for me. And I thought, I'm letting them down. And I didn't really care about my time because I was stopping to speak to people along the way. So I was moving slowly, but just like all these people watching me on Twitter, you know, I'm letting them down too. So I tweeted what had happened and I started limping alone and along uh, rather. And then suddenly I get a text from my then boyfriend and he wrote, oh my God, you're winning. And I thought, I'm the only one running this race. I am winning. That's a great bit of the story. I really wanted to get that in. And 3,000 people would have laughed really hard at that. But it wasn't essential to any of those things that I was trying to get across. So it had to be cut. Ginsburg calls this killing your darlings because that's how it feels. So even if like I was, you're thinking, but that bit's really good. 
it still has to go. And finally, number four, see if you can cut any more. Even if you're not restricted by time, the less flabby your story, the more powerful it's going to be. I learned this during my 15 years as a music radio DJ. The first boss I had was quite lenient and would let me just ramble on for two or three minutes at a time. Then I got this really strict boss who would only allow us to speak over music that gets interrupted by a jingle after half a minute. So suddenly I have to get my stories from three minutes down to 30 seconds. And after 30 seconds, I had to stop talking because someone else was on the jingle so the result of that which was a huge surprise to me is I got way more engagement from the listeners they didn't drift off halfway through or wish that I'd hurry up and put another record on I got tons of texts it was really powerful to review in order to edit your stories think about what you most want to get across as a result of the story and cut everything else and if you're really pushed for time substitute some montages flashes of pictures in for some action scenes granular details Next week, I am going to tell you the most powerful way to start your stories and why the beginning is the most important part. In the meantime, um, if you have got any epic stories that you've struggled to edit down, I'd love to hear about them. Does that give you any ideas? Let me know over in the comments at yesyesmarsha.com forward slash edit E-D-I-T. And if you want some tailored one-on-one help figuring out which parts of your story should stay, which should go, finding out how to tell it in the most compelling way, shrinking it down or beefing it up if you need to. This is literally my favorite thing to do. I literally get to the end of every client call where I'm working on stories and they're really stoked. And I'm like, this is my job. Um, so if you would like me to help you with that kind of stuff, I love it. Um, and if I may sound very not British and not Canadian, I'm really good at it, which I say with confidence because it's like the first thing in my whole life where I'm like, I'm just brilliant. Even with radio, I was like, sometimes I am great. Often I am not. Um, but this is one thing where I feel confident. Anyway, if you want to... My British and Canadianness is like shriveling inside me right now. Um, if you want to find out how I can help you, go to yesyesmarsha.com and click on the work with me tab. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you know anyone who struggles with editing their stories, if you'd like to share this, that would be lovely. If you go to yesyesmarsha.com forward slash edit, you can find a bunch of share buttons or you can just bandy that around. And if you want even more tips and advice, plus some stories and secrets that I won't put on the internet, then come and join the Yes Yes family. It's free. I will even throw in my guide for how to remember anyone's names very useful when you are telling a story on stage at a conference because suddenly everyone knows who you are and you don't know who they are (laughs) if you're bad at remembering names like i used to be it's trouble anyway you can get all of that if you go to yesyesmarsha.com thanks for listening i'm marsha and i'll see you there